0: to CRE Fast Five, where we detail hot topics in commercial real estate in five minutes or less. I'm Carly Ayakono, and tonight we are talking about cannabis. So The COVID-19 shutdown has been a huge accelerator for many, many industries in our country, both positively and negatively, and this is no exception. So marijuana, dispensaries, industrial uses, grow facilities, all of that that goes with it have sort of been on the fringes of conversation in real estate for quite a few years now. But I do think that given the last four months and the circumstances moving forward that we expect, this is going to be accelerated. So tonight I wanna talk about why you should be watching cannabis and their associated uses from an investor and landlord perspective. First let's run through some stats on the industry. So currently there are 23 states that have legalized medical marijuana only with another 11 plus a District of Columbia that have legalized both recreational and medical marijuana. I believe Illinois was the last state to do so just January of this year. I do think many more will follow suit at an increasing pace. This is a $10.8 billion industry with projections that it could be $100 billion in the next five years. Tremendous numbers. Now, on top of that, it is assumed or projected that only 10% of the sales in the US go through legalized channels, so 90% of the deal volume or the sales volume is still going to the black market, so astronomical numbers that we're talking about. Uh, As a point of reference, Canada legalized marijuana, both recreationally and medically, two years ago. Now, they did this in kind of an interesting rollout where just the, the flower buds were legalized first with edibles coming later and all these different restrictions, but now everything is fully legal and it does seem like the stigma is kind of taken away and it's become just another tenet, another type of use and I think that's where we will eventually get here in the U.S. So why now? Now this probably comes as no surprise to you, but I think the biggest predictor of change is going to be the need for tax revenue. So in the states that have legalized, sales tax ranges anywhere from 15 to 37% of the purchase. So if it's already a $10.8 billion industry, we are talking about very significant tax revenue. And in a time when all the states are really hurting and there's not a lot of industries to turn to to generate additional revenue, I think this is gonna be looked at a lot more closely by politicians across the board. Now, there might still be federal pushback. I'm not predicting, well, anything, but I do think on a state-by-state basis, we're gonna see this in the forefront of the legislation much faster than we would previously. Also, of note, right now there is a tremendous lobby uh, population going on in DC as this next wave of stimulus funding is being discussed. Everybody's trying to get their agenda passed, and of course, cannabis uh, the cannabis industry is no different. So, the current push for lobbying right now is for the access to debt markets. So, I think this is a, a really, really interesting thing to watch because currently it's very hard to finance a property that has a cannabis use in it, whether it be retail or industrial. It's very difficult to fund a new cannabis um, grow facility or dispensary from a business perspective. So if these different product lines, all the way from growing to retail, have access to traditional debt markets, it's a game changer. And that is what's happening in Washington DC right now. So over the next few weeks, I think we need to see how that plays out and that could really be a very, very quick accelerator for the industry. The next thing is obviously there are significant retail bankruptcies that are already happening and will be happening with greater numbers moving forward. So who is going to backfill those spaces? Will be creative uses, It will be new small business. There are a lot of things in play, it's not all doom and gloom but this could be a great option. Now, here in the US, we still have a stigma against cannabis uses. We have a lot of restrictive co-tenancy clauses, even in the states that it is legalized. So it's not going to be a light switch, but I do think that as these regulations change, it might be a gold rush for sites, kind of the day after prohibition, where everyone's trying to get the best, whatever best is defined in that market, the best site for their dispensary. And as we've seen in Canada and some of the states where it's already legalized, a lot of these are really beautiful facilities. You know, they have high security measures, really beautiful tenant build outs. They're clean. They're bright. They're big. They're spacious. So it, it's not what you're thinking necessarily from the nineties um, when everyone thought of marijuana. So it's really becoming kind of commoditized and legitimatized, if you will. So I think those are things that we need to watch. Now, what are the cons? If you're a landlord, you know you immediately don't wanna say, great, send me the tenant, I need income. Um, on a scale of one to 10 of how difficult it is to get a deal done, I think a cannabis use and a cannabis tenant right now is a 10. Not only do they have a lot of fit out requirements, they have very high TI, tenant improvement allowances. And there are so many regulations still in place. So even if you get the site approved, there are local licenses that are required in many areas. There are state licenses, and then you still have the federal issues as well. So it's a long process. So if you are looking at this use for one of your shopping centers or a single tenant use, expect a lot of false starts. I don't think it's a bad thing to focus on, but it's going to be a painful process to get a significant tenant or a credible tenant in the mix. Um, at the beginning. So, expect that it will be a difficult process. Um, Also, very interestingly, there's going to be some shifts in the vertical. So, what I mean by that, some states right now require you to grow, process, and distribute only your own product as a a company uh, in the marijuana industry. Others require you to grow, Process and then distribute multiple brands. So it can't be just one brand, completely the opposite. So, as these regulations change, we might see a very fluid need for square footage as these different business models are being implemented. So, from a retail perspective, if you need to showcase and highlight 10 different brands to be in legal compliance, you're probably going to need more square footage than if it was just one with a more streamlined product mix. So I do expect there will be some fluidity as these different regulations are passed. Finally, we don't have a lot of credit right now in this part of the market and and that is largely because it's still emerging. It's still up and coming. There are some REITs that are focused on it. There are some bigger companies trying to get into it, but the lack of access to credit markets, The lack of sort of federal approval is making this um, a very small sort of business line. So expect that if you are working with a tenant it's nothing like signing an investment grade deal with a national tenant would be in a traditional retail space. So there is some risk involved but I do think moving forward this will become commonplace and it's something that we need to start watching now. That was Siri Fast Five. I'm Carly Ayakono. We look forward to seeing you again soon.